the most delightfully fascinating character in the realms of mystery, Charlie Chan. Ellen Landini's murder at Pine View has been complicated by the death of the chief suspect in her murder, Dr. Swan, who had been blackmailing her for years. Charlie Chan, on his trip to Reno, had learned that Romano had been inquiring of Landini's secretary as to whether or not the will she had made in favor of Hugh Beaton had been executed. If not, then Romano becomes heir to Landini's property. And further, if Romano knew that the will had not been signed, then he, Romano, becomes the principal with unquestioned motive. Charlie Chan has just risen from the lunch table when Agent R. Singh enters with a telegram in his hand. Or, or a telegram for you, Mr. Chan. Thank you, R. Singh. <laughs> Excuse me, please, while I read this. Certainly. Cash coming back for you, Dad? Yeah, said he'd pick me up about seven. News, Mr. Chan? Yes, indeed. Mr. Romano? Huh? Oh, yes, Mr. Chen. When you finish your lunch, please join us in the study. If it is uh, really necessary, uh, I was uh, going please, to... Please, Mr. Romano, join us in the study. Can I help you, Mr. Holt? Yeah, yeah, if you don't mind, Mr. Chen. Bring Miss Beaton, Sheriff, if you will be so kind. Right now. Come on, Leslie. All right. Is serious, Mr. Chen? Quite, Mr. Holt. Telegram from Ellen Landini's New York attorneys. So that's it, is it? Yes. Top step, Mr. Holt. Yeah, I, I get so as a kind to count them automatically. Well, what is it, Inspector? You look very serious, Mr. Chan. Indeed, yes, Miss Beaton. Despite expectations of our profession, approaching arrest always produces depressing feeling. Uh, be so kind as to close door, Sheriff. Really? Thank you so much. Telegram is from Landini's Lawyers, New York. It informs us that Mr. Romano knew that new will leaving property to Hugh Beaton had not been signed. According to information, Romano wrote for information previous to arrival at Pine View, and that he received information likewise before arrival at Pine View. Yeah, that is serious. Now becomes necessary, Miss Beaton, to ask you to most carefully search your memory as to whether or not Mr. Romano was last person you saw leaving study night of Landini's murder. Inspector, I... I don't want to be the one to... I know, Leslie, but this is... 
Well, this is duty. But I'm so afraid of being wrong. If I should have been mistaken... Adopt attitude, Miss Beaton, if you please, that you are on witness stand and are answering under oath to best of your ability. Very well. To the best of my ability. My memory says Mr. Romano left the study first, Mr. Dr. Swan second, and Mr. Ward last. Mr. Romano did not return? I didn't see him. Well, if that's right, it couldn't very well have been Romano. Not unless he walked through the other rooms, out onto the balcony, and waited his chance. Come in. Sit down, Mr. Romano, please. Mr. Romano, we have asked you here to tell us, please, what it is you hesitated to tell me before lunch. I am sorry, but I do not know what it is that you mean. I think you do, Mr. Romano. You asked me before lunch what would happen to one who was possessed of information which would lead to capture of murderer. I tell you I know nothing. If, I said to Mr. Chen, observe that, I say if. Look here, Romano. You know something, so don't deny it. You don't want to tell because you're afraid it'll delay you in getting back to the bright lights and spending Landini's money. Well, it might. I can't promise. But if I can fix things so that it won't, I will. But one way or the other, Romano, you're telling or I lock you up. Get that and get it quick. I am. I am so upset. This American law, it is so confusing. What I saw, it was nothing. But I will tell you. I am in my room, looking out at a flying field. I see plain light, and for a time I watch it. Then it comes to me. Landini will be going now. Have I accomplished my purpose? No. A few bills are thrown to me like I am a beggar. I, who have every right to demand, am I not the husband? Have I not made Landini greater singer? Uh, I go to my door. I will demand from Landini a definite appointment in Reno. I open the door. I see a man. Something in his manner I am not easily impressed, you understand. But this man, he looks, he acts stealthily. But then, while I'm thinking, the shot rings out. That's all right, the man. Who was the man? The man I saw, this man who sleeps stealthily from door to door, the man was asking. <sighs> all right, Romano. You keep that to yourself. Me? I shall not talk. First Landini, then a swan. I have no liking to be deterred. It is you, I hope, that will keep these facts which I disclose to yourselves. Yes, you can go now. Eh, Mr. Chan? Yes, that will be all. Thank you so much. It is useless to polish and to burnish after the guilt has worn away. No matter what we do, what we ignore, we revert always to our sing. Yeah. For all we do, for all we try to hide it, it keeps coming back to our sing. But, Mr. Chen, Romano is the one who profits by Landini's death. Our sing does not. But money would not tempt our sing to murder. We, alas, me included, cannot fathom the depths to which ideas of loyalty would carry Arsing. But just the same, couldn't Romano be lying? He lied before. He could be making up this whole thing about Arsing. Yes, something to that, my boy. If Romano was trying to cook something up, who would he pick on? 
Four defense lifts are saying, eh? Who ain't so quick on the comeback. And yet, I ain't so sure. No? Why? Well, if Romano was trying to fix things so it would look like our sing, would he have done it so doggone well? Wouldn't he have said that he saw Singh creeping into the study and then heard the shot? No, Inspector. It rings too true. It ties in with the facts too well. Yes, Mr. Holt. At last, much too well. But, but it's impossible. What, Miss Beaton? What is impossible? Singh would have had to pass the door to the room I was in twice. And I didn't even see him once. But uh, why twice, Leslie? He escapes through the balcony window. You wouldn't have seen him that time. But don't you see? The door to Landini's old room, the room Landini used to have, was locked. That had to be unlocked before Ah Singh could make his escape. But Ah Singh would have unlocked that on his way to the study to kill Landini. Ah, Miss Beaton, I congratulate you. No, Sheriff. Ah Singh would not go to the study that way, first time. How could he know that Landini would be alone? Doggone, you're right. Yes, Mr. Holt? But it really don't change the setup. Singh comes to the study with a blanket over his arm. He finds Landini alone. He goes out, slips through the empty room, unlocks the door to the balcony... And he goes back and closes the study door after he gets into the study, kills Landini, then goes out to the balcony and locks that door after him. Yes, it looks that way, all right. Sheriff, look here. What, Inspector? Look in the mirror. What do you see? Cecile, looking up and down the passage. She's got something in her hand that she's trying to hide. Most furtive manner suggests that we investigate. You come with me, Sheriff, quickly. But quietly. Cecile? Cecile! Oh, uh, Monsieur Chan, you require something? We, oui, Sheriff and I, would like to speak with you a moment. Uh, but yes, Monsieur Chan, c'est moi. Why did you so very carefully look up and down passageway just now? Perhaps you were looking for something? Uh, no, Monsieur Chan, but I am so very afraid. Ever since that night, madame... Yes. Yes, we understand that, Cecile. But what are you trying to hide there in the folds of your skirt? Me, monsieur? Why, why nothing, monsieur. Cecile? Not a single thing. Cecile, I, I'd hate to have to do it. But unless you show us what you're trying to hide, I'll have to get Miss Beaton or Miss O'Farrell to search you. Oh, it is nothing. Only I have been so afraid. My husband, Michael, he bring me this for protection. A forty-five, hmm? So it would appear. Oh, but look, monsieur, this gun, she has not been what you call fire. You understand how to use this, Cecile? Oh, mais oui. My husband, he... Yes, your yes. husband taught you, you're about to say. We. Oui. he was in the war. This is his. He was, uh, aviator? Oh, no, monsieur. Uh, no, he would like to be, but uh, he was sergeant in infantry. And a crack shot, Cecile? Oh, but yes, Michael would... Say, Inspector, this forty-five is fully loaded, all right. But if I know my guns, it has been fired. And not so long ago, either. Passing and Cecile, and perhaps Ireland. Could it have been Ireland or Cecile who fired the shot which misled Charlie Chan for so long? 
we'll have to leave it to the inspector to pursue this latest development. When you have heard your sponsor's message, Inspector Chan will be with us again. Inspector Chan, have you a parting thought for us this evening? Indeed, yes, Mr. Wilson. I'm thinking of Chinese proverb which says, When man is seen continuously in company of worthy persons, his name will be free from taint of scandal. But when man has reputation of consorting with persons of ill repute, protesting his innocence, will avail him but little. Oh, very true that is, Inspector. Thank you, and good night. Thank you, Mr. Wilson. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors, about bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forest Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations.